Today I want to talk with you about your time. Those 24 hours you get each day. Those 1,440 minutes you get each day. Those 86,400 seconds that you get each day. Because each hour, each minute, each second is really a gift from God to you. Did you know that? It's a gift from your God to you. Actually, each heartbeat, each breath that you take is a gift. They're all gifts from God. You didn't earn that breath. You can't buy that heartbeat. They're all gifts from God to you. And listen close now. God has not guaranteed you a specific number of heartbeats, a specific number of breaths, or hours or minutes or seconds. He's not guaranteed you even another beat or another breath or another hour or minute or second. The amount of time you get is up to God. And no time is guaranteed. You see, you don't make your time. God does. You don't make the sun rise. God does. You don't start the clock on every new day. God does. You don't make your lungs suck in another breath. God does. You see, Each day, each hour, each minute, and every second is a gift from God to you. Now, the time that you have on this planet is a gift directly from God to you. In fact, I don't know if I'll even get to speak to you next Sunday. I don't know that. It's not guaranteed. I don't know if I'm going to get to stand and see you here next week in worship. That's not guaranteed. So we should view every beat, every breath as a blessing. Amen. And we should treasure each hour and minute and second that we have together. Time is a gift from God to you. So here's the question. If your time really is a gift and the amount that you get is not guaranteed... How can you begin to use your time more wisely? Write this down this morning as we begin. To use your time wisely, acknowledge it as a gift from God. Acknowledge it for what it is. It is a a gift directly from God. Now, most of us have to be taught how to use this time wisely. We don't come out of the womb just knowing how to use those minutes and seconds wisely. It's something you have to learn. Moses even had to learn it himself. In fact, Moses prayed this prayer to God. Take a look at this. Moses said, teach us, God, to number our days that we may gain a heart of wisdom. Another translation of that same scripture is this. Teach us, God, how short our lives really are so that we may be wise. Another translation says it this way. Teach us to consider our mortality that we're going to die so that we might live wisely. We need to acknowledge that time is a gift. And we need to ask our God to teach us how to use the time that he gives us wisely. Now, hundreds of books have been written 
and seminars given on time management. How many have been to a time management seminar? Most everybody in business. Yeah, you've been there. Time management seminars. But most all of them miss the point that time is a gift from God and that the 24 hours that he gives us every day is just the right amount to get everything done that we need to get done. The bottom line is this. We need to acknowledge that God alone is the maker and the giver of time. And therefore, we need to go to him and ask him how to best use that time that he's gifting to us. Folks, we need to ask God like Moses did. God, teach us that our days are numbered. Teach us, God, that our our days are short. Teach us, God, that there is an end to our lives so that we might be wise in how we use those days. Now, God has already taught us in his word how to use our time wisely in many, many different places about many different subjects, but there's one that's really clear. It's all about rest. Can anybody use some rest here this morning? (laughs) It's all about rest. Take a look at this. God says, remember the Sabbath day by keeping it holy. Six days you shall labor and do all your work, but the seventh day of the Sabbath unto the Lord your God. On it you shall not do any work, neither you or your son or daughter, nor your manservant or maidservant, nor your animals, nor the alien within your gates. For in six days the Lord made the heavens and the earth and the sea and all that's in them, but he rested on the seventh day. Therefore, the Lord blessed the Sabbath day and made it holy. Now, here's God. He's doing some pretty important work. He's creating the world and the universe and all the sea, all that exists. He was doing some pretty important stuff. But then he still took a day to rest. God modeled resting one whole day after six days of work. No matter how important the work. And sometimes you say, right, Pastor, I can't work. I gotta go home and work today. I gotta get ready for Monday. I can't, I can't take time to rest or, or do any of that kind of stuff. But God is showing us here, He's modeling that after six days of work, there needs to be a day of rest. And so part of your weekly schedule needs to be a day of rest. Rest from your normal work. Write this down. So decide today to take time to rest. Begin putting some rest into your daily schedule because you need it. And especially into your weekly schedule, a Sabbath day of rest. God made you so that you need it. The Bible says this. It's useless to rise early and go to bed late and work your worried fingers to the bone. Don't you know he enjoys giving rest to those he loves? Did you know the fact is this? God loves to watch you sleep. You know that? When you're sleeping, God loves to watch you rest. All you got to do is be a parent, and you can understand that. Your kids are running strong all day long. Suddenly they go down for the night, lights out. But there you are as a parent. You're standing over the crib or over their bed, and you're looking at them, and you're just saying, they are so precious. They're finally still, right? (laughs) And they're so precious. And when they're still, you as a parent can really look at them and just love on them and appreciate them and pray for them. 
Do you know God does the same thing when you go to sleep? He's there looking at you, enjoying you, loving how special you are. He's the same way. He's watching you, his kid, rest. So I would encourage you this morning, rest. Not now, not while I'm talking. But, but rest. Some of you are so worn out, the best thing you could do today is go home and take a nap. And I know it's tempting in Southern California. You could go to the beach today. You could go to the L.A. Fair today. I mean, there's a lot of stuff you could do today, but maybe you just need to go home and take a big, long nap. Amen. <laughs> and if you do it, God will bless you for it. And God will enjoy you as you do it. You don't have to feel bad. You don't have to feel negative about it. God uses rest to so restore you that when you do get back to work, you're better. You're better because you've obeyed God's command and he's blessed you. The Bible says this. God says you must work for six days, but on the seventh day you must rest even during the planting season and the harvest season. He's saying even during your busiest times, you still need to take a day of rest. You know, uh, Shirley and I grew up in the Midwest, and one of the things that we had modeled before us were the farmers in our churches. And we got to watch as they went through wheat harvest, as they went through corn harvest, they would be working, and in Saturday night, they would run their tractors as late as they could during harvest time, get the grain in that they could get in. But on Sundays, they would come to worship, they would go home, they would drive by their fields and they would see all the money still sitting in their fields. The wheat still there, the corn still there, and yet they went home and they spent their day with God, with the family. They rested and then they hit it hard on Monday morning. They trusted God that with the money and the harvest that was left in the field, he would still bring it to pass. Folks, when you obey God's word and you do even the simple thing of rest, God will bless you. He will help you with your jobs, with whatever you've got going on. If you will obey his word, take a nap. Amen? Get more rest, and God will bless you. So to use your time wisely, first of all, acknowledge it's a gift from God, and use some of that to rest. Second, write this down. And to use your time wisely, then accept that it is limited by God. We don't have an unlimited amount of time on earth. There is a limit. The movie of your life will not go on forever. What's at the end of the movie? Two words. The end. <laughs> and the movie of your life one day will end. There will come the end. It's not unlimited. The Bible says this. There is a time for everything and a season for every activity under heaven. So that means there is a time to be born. There is a time to die. So in between your birth date and your death date, it's up to you how you use this gift of time that God has given you and how to use it wisely. That means you're not to be doing all things at all times. There's a season for every activity under heaven, says God. There's seasons where God may lead you to use your time doing one thing and then another season will come and he'll lead you to use your time to do another thing. So what I'm saying is this. Seek the Lord and ask him to reveal to you the most important things that he wants you to be doing with your limited time on earth. 
Because if you try to do all things, you just might lose your balance. You might lose your effectiveness. You might even lose your health. We're not made to do all things at all times. And if you've already lost your balance and your load that you're carrying is way out of balance, maybe it's already causing you health problems or marriage problems or financial problems or emotional problems. And if so, it's time for you to stop and do what it takes to regain your balance. I really enjoyed this summer uh, watching the, the Summer Olympics. Anybody else enjoy the Olympics? Man, I, I just, I was kind of glued to some of those things. I, I really enjoyed watching them, and I enjoy watching most all of the events, but there's one event in the Olympics that just freaks me out every time I see it. It's when they do the balance beam, amen? That thing is so narrow, so skinny, and they're doing flips and on all kinds of stuff. Freaks me out. But I enjoyed watching Simone Biles on this balance beam. And at one point, she made a move on the beam and she almost lost it and she bent over like this. And she stopped for just a, just a couple seconds, but it was enough for her to regain her balance. And that's what some of you need to do. You need to stop for just a moment, all the things you're doing, and regain your balance. And then go on doing just the most important things in life. Write this down. Decide today to take some time to stop and regain your balance. What is most important? When you get off balance, stop. Reset yourself. And then move on to the most important things. Now, some of you know that when your washing machine goes into a spin cycle, sometimes it gets off balance. And when the load gets off balance in that spin cycle in the washing machine, what's the washing machine do? It starts dancing in your laundry room, right? It starts dancing, it starts whacking the dryer, and it's dancing, it's, it's just making all kinds of rack, and it's moving, and you run in, and you're trying to find the right button and shut it off. When that happens, you have to stop it. You have to reset the load. You have to rebalance the load, reset the machine, and when you do that, then the machine just goes on wonderfully and does what it's made to do. And you are no different. Your load might need to be rebalanced. Some of you need to regain the balance in your life. And you might think that things are going on just fine, but you might be doing more shaking and making more racket in your life than you really understand. And your kids might be up in the bedroom with the closed door having a discussion about mom and dad, thinking, Mom is way out of balance. You noticed? Dad needs to reset his load. They're making us crazy. Sometimes you're making more racket than you really understand because you're trying to do too much. So accept that your time is limited and therefore determine what's most important for you to be doing with your limited time. So that means that you may have to say no to some really good things, really great things, if you're going to keep your life balanced. So to use your time wisely, acknowledge that your time is a gift from God. You didn't earn it, can't buy it. He's gifting you with this amount of time. And then accept that it is limited. Your days are numbered. The end will come. So how are you going to use 
this blessing of time in the most wise way possible. And then last, and then adjust it to pursue God. You see, you can go through life and you can live a really rested life. You can live a really balanced life. But if you use your time to pursue the wrong things, you'll end up at the wrong place. Rested and balanced, but having pursued the wrong stuff. So the question is, what are you pursuing most? Are you using any of your time to really pursue God? Is there any time blocked off in your calendar where where you're saying, this is God's time, this is my time with God? See, God has a purpose for your life. He has a plan for your time. But you can use your time to pursue your purpose or his purpose. To pursue your plan or his plan. To use your time wisely, you've got to adjust your time to pursue God. Would you decide today to take time to pursue God's purposes for your life? Find some time to say, God, what are the things you really want me to be doing with the way that you've created me? the way that you've skilled me and blessed me? How can I best use the days you're giving to me to fulfill the purpose you have for me? God, how can I do that? So will you decide today to pursue God? To somehow look at your calendar and adjust your time commitments so that you can pursue God? I mean, calendaring time to pursue God and His purpose for your life on earth is the wisest use of your time on earth. The question is, is there any time on your calendar that's blocked out for God? Or does it look like the video we saw? Colored sticky notes everywhere and Sharpie pins everywhere. And is there any of that that's blocked out for just you and God? Are there any times where you've said, God, nobody else gets this. This is our time. I mean, there are probably times in your calendar for grocery runs and kids' runs. You're running, you're walking, you're golfing. There's times in your calendar for all of that kind of stuff. But are there any times for you to run after God? To pursue this God who gave his life just for you. Adjust your calendar to pursue God. David writes this, Hour by hour, I place my days in your hands. And that's how you use your time on earth wisely. Hour by hour, minute by minute, second by second, you say, God, this is your day, and this day is in your hands. I will follow you. And so you pray something like this, God, this day is yours. I put it in your hands. As I pursue you, lead me into the things that you have planned for my life today. And he's going to say, take care of your family, go to work, do all this stuff. But then go on and pray, that I might fulfill my purpose that you have for my life on earth, that my life might be pleasing and acceptable to you. The psalmist found this to be true. He says, God made my life complete when I placed all the pieces before him. And we got a lot of pieces in life, don't we? We've got the gym, we've got work, we've got kids, we've got house, we've got family, we've got the lawnmower that broke, we've got you know, things to paint. I mean, the list just goes on. Got a lot of pieces in our lives. But the psalmist said, when I placed all those pieces before him, his life got complete. So listen, if you feel like your life is out of balance, 
If you feel like your life is crumbling into pieces, give your life, every piece of it to God, and he'll bring you back into balance. Pursue him, and he'll bring all the pieces back together. Amen? Your God wants to help your life be all that it can be. He loves you so much. He's there rooting for you. He's not against you. And beyond all of that, we need to understand that a day is coming, maybe sooner than any of us realize, when God is going to come and take us home. And we don't know, the Bible says, that day or that hour, but those of us who've made Jesus Christ our Savior and our Lord, He's going to take us home through death or through His coming back again. He's going to take us to live with Him in eternity. And that's, that's the best part of his plan for you is eternity in heaven. I mean, life here on earth is short. Time is limited. It's full of troubles. Amen? Anybody got any troubles? <laughs> and yet eternity is a place where God says no more sorrow, no more tears, no more sickness, only joy and peace, fellowship with God and the Savior Jesus Christ for all eternity. That day is coming, and that's his plan for you. The Bible says this, this plan, this plan of eternity, this plan of heaven, which God will complete when the time is right, is to bring all creation together, everything in heaven and on earth, that includes you and me, with Christ as the head. His plan is to bring us all together for all eternity. So to use your time wisely, acknowledge that it is a gift from God. Accept that your time is limited. Your time's not going to go on forever. And then adjust it to pursue God until he comes to take you home. This morning, I want to do something for all of your busy, busy, busy lives. I want to send you home with some homework. Amen? <laughs> You're going, oh. We handed each one of you a little uh, other sheet of papers you came in. It's called the prayer card on the top. And it simply goes like this. To use your time wisely, ask God this week what he'd have you change in each of the following areas to create more breathing room in your life. You see, when you acknowledge and accept the fact that the number of your days are limited, you'll want to use your days more wisely. And that'll help you to begin to declutter your schedule. Because that'll create more breathing room for the most important people, most important things, and God in your life. So sometime this week, get alone and pray the prayer that Moses prayed. Teach me, God, how short my life really is, that I might be wise with my days, with my time. Then ask God how he'd have you respond to every question below. And then go to your calendar and, and begin to make some adjustments. What should I add? God, what, what should I subtract? What should I just get rid of out of my schedule? What should I increase? God, what should I decrease? Use your time wisely. This limited asset that is gifted to you by God. Use it wisely. But create space for God's purpose in your life. Create space for God himself. Create space to help and minister to others around you. And then throw back in some other fun stuff. Amen? calendar the most important stuff let's pray as I pray this prayer would you think about praying it in your heart it goes like this father I realize time is a gift from you I can use it all for me 
or for you and others. Forgive me for using so little of my time to pursue you and the purposes for which you put me on this earth. Help me this week to create more breathing room in my life. Help me to use my time wisely. Father, I would just add to that, I just want to pray a blessing over each person here this morning, that you would bless them with time to ask you these things and consider these things, and that you would bless them with a new and refreshed schedule this fall. Lord, as September kicks off, it's always much the same, so much to do. But God, bless them and help them find breathing room in their lives, I pray in Jesus' name. And all of God's people said, amen. Amen.